0: Welcome to Hannah's Heart.
1: So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are,
0: we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God, and God heard her and was with
1: her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating, and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed, and the priest was like, you. Why are you drunk at the <laughs> temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession uh, when you want wanting, a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, mm-hmm. but this is a
0: show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough.
1: Hi, I'm Kendra. And I'm Anne, and you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Hannah's Heart. And you can also email us prayer requests and show suggestions to Hannah's Heart at afa.net. And, um, Kendra? That's we got some special great. guests in studio today yes this is a much anticipated episode
0: we have heard your request several listeners have asked us um, to hear from some of the men's perspective right. on infertility <laughs> and miscarriage and the topics that we discuss every week here at Hannah's Heart yeah so we brought in the best we know <laughs> our husbands <laughs> we picked them for a reason and welcome back
1: to Hannah's Heart guys
2: nice to be here yeah That's eric. thank you're you
1: thank you Back. <laughs> and then the other one was will hey will howdy
0: <laughs> if you haven't already heard our story um we're gonna have our amazing producer sherry in the description if you're on the podcast page on afr linked to previous episodes where eric and i share all about our journey with fertility and also will and Ann share their stories So go back and hear the full scoop. But right now we have Father's Day right around the corner. That's right. Just finished Mother's Day, caught our breath, and now Father's Day is upon us. Um, And so we wanted to bring the guys in to talk about the male perspective on this issue. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So let's just jump right in, guys. Um, I feel like... Mother's Day is a really big deal for women. It's really tied into um, becoming a, a mom is a big part of our identity. Yep. Um, and Eric and I were talking earlier today in preparation for the show how um, maybe you feel like it's a little different for men that, that your identity. Totally. Uh, yeah. Okay. Break that down for us. Why? <laughs> As women, it's hard for us to understand. like
2: I don't know. I mean, my body wasn't designed to carry a baby for nine mm-hmm. months and grow one inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know from my perspective I think I kind of look at it as as if there's a family like in general terms speaking in very broadly general terms um when there is very, extremely small children it's typically like the the woman's job to take care of the kids and it's the my job to take care of my wife
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
2: I take care of yeah. her she takes care of them and i'm constantly i mean and obviously nah, that the dads crossover. can't
0: step in and paint exactly. right. a right. dirty <laughs> diaper Definitely. you're not saying i'm not all saying the time. That at
2: all. i'm just saying like in bro- very broad strokes yeah like i'm always like right now i mean just in pregnancy mm-hmm. like i'm looking out for you mm-hmm. um and so I, that's kind of what do you think will
3: absolutely yeah i mean as i'm sitting here uh, i didn't know where you were going but yeah i'm like <laughs> yeah when i think about back to um when we were walking. Uh, through infertility, my heart was constantly broken for Anne. Mm. Um, And just because of that fact of what you're saying, uh, because I knew how bad my wife desired uh, to be a mother. Um, And yes, of course, I wanted children too, but there's just something inside me that just even cared more about my wife Mm you know, uh, getting that desire of hers. Yeah. Like
2: I know it. it it's probably going to take me like a week or two to process through this, that like, if it comes down to, we're not going to be able to have kids. Like, let's say that someone just like God came to me and says like, Hey, look, you're never going to have children deal with it. Mm. I feel like that would take me like a week or two to get past. Like it'd be tough, mm-hmm. but I know it would take Kendra Years And, and so she would never fully heal from it. And there's nothing that I can do about it. Right.
3: But then therefore it would take years for us to then exactly. be there for them. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I just, I just think about that because that's honestly, when I think about, um, you know, I can think back to those times and, and conversations with God. It was the frustration was, you know, I, I wanted God to, to answer that prayer for, for Anne. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I wanted to be called dad and all that, it was that was just that was my heart's desire.
0: So help us understand what is at the heart of a man, because for for girls, we grow up playing with dolls, you know, and like you don't really look and see guys playing father, (laughs) you know, like, but yet it's still a very important role. So like, first of all, as kids, what were like the main things that that little boys grow up doing and playing?
2: I still do those exact same things today just with bigger (laughs)
3: toys right Yeah.
2: you know like i I mean it was like i've got bigger guns yeah bigger fishing rods and bigger boats now yeah i think it's just the same
3: thing you know you ask asking that i'm thinking i I, you know i think we don't realize it but i think boys play protector Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. we're being heroes most of the time Yes, and heroes. providers. And providers. We go out, we
2: hunt, we yeah. you know, fish,
3: stuff like that. That's it's,
1: interesting. Uh, I haven't thought about it like yeah,
3: that. I probably haven't either. Until yeah. now, <laughs> we're sitting here <laughs> thinking Look and talking Kendra. about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that I think that's what what we're wanting to do, um and we're finding our way as we destroy things when we're growing up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this still, does this and i still that destroy does that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you learn how
2: to fix it when you break it
3: exactly well was
1: called godzilla in high school because yeah, of the destroying stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> he wouldn't even real. mean to gotcha. oh yeah he was, yeah, that
0: was. <laughs> well and it's amazing if you watch the difference between boys and girls there's so much confusion in our culture right now oh, when yeah. it comes to conversations around gender but even if you look at they did a study on monkeys and what toys they prefer and boy monkeys prefer trucks and girl monkeys wow. no for way. little wow. dolls, really, with things with faces. Wow. Like it even breaks down, um, which is surprising, um, but. Uh, I heard a story recently about a little girl that was playing. um, They gave her her brother's toys and she had these trucks. And someone commented like, oh, apparently she likes trucks. And then they listened in on the conversation and the little girl was saying, hi,
1: mommy truck.
0: Hi, daddy. And she was pretending that they were humans and interacting with them. And if it would have been
1: a little boy, he would have been like slamming them together. We just are hardwired differently. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So how does that break down to dealing with infertility on a practical standpoint? Like how would you say? That you fellas dealt with infertility different than the women. The women folk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to go be by myself, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, it, it would if I knew for sure that like it was never going to happen. It would probably take me a week or two to process through it. Um, I think I would just need some time to just like let that marinate. And just say, think to myself like, okay, this is a thing that's just—it's not going to happen. I had this whole future planned out in my head, the way that I saw everything, you know, kind of coming to be. I've just got to restructure stuff, figure out what our future together is going to look like. Uh, is there an alternative where, where maybe it's not our kids that we're taking care? Like somehow, some way, yeah. kids are going to be in our future, whether it's going to be, you know, really pitching in with like nieces and nephews. Or something along those right, lines but right. how can we like m- honestly mine is like I c- i've got to get a kid in in front of her somehow <laughs> like i don't care if it's your kid or your kid <laughs> or whatever,
0: stealing one.
2: we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we get a. I i get a kid in front of her that because like she just has this thing like i i see her that she has this thing inside of her that is a mom mm-hmm. and it needs she's nurturing be, she's a nurturer yeah mm-hmm. was it when i
0: put um yep. Little stockings for our chickens, and I hung them up outside. <laughs> that you knew that was
2: one. That was the first. That and was the first
1: little inkling
0: that we that started he was
2: dressing our cat in dresses too. Oh wow! Oh Right now, asap.
1: That's funny. And
0: all this is to say too, like I do think within the spectrum of men, there are some men that desire children more than other men, right? Um, right. And maybe even more than their wives. So this isn't an all-encompassing rule. And same with women, there are some women who might have um fears that make them more nervous about motherhood mm-hmm. than than their husbands but in general it seems
1: right. to be well and this is how our stories are yeah this is the way we were hardwired right
3: right i also think uh for y'all uh it is emotional physical roller coaster and then for i feel like it was a more mental mm. roller coaster like what you're you're saying eric about planning the future mm-hmm. it was i felt like i was on a mental roller coaster of what does this look like for my family yeah. like okay yeah we're gonna have a baby we're not gonna have a baby we're gonna win you know all this what does this look like where does you know all those things so i think i think it was definitely a, a mental roller coaster you know more than uh, i mean it was emotional at times too well
1: course. then you guys talking about being the provider Talking about the financial aspects, Mm -hmm. you know, that y'all, I feel like y'all kind of bear, not for everyone, but for a lot of couples, it's the men that I feel like bear the brunt, maybe, of dealing with the financial aspects, you know.
0: Yeah. Let's jump into that, because you guys have to be the leaders of the home, and as the leader, you're trying to make decisions on when is enough enough when you're Mm -hmm. pursuing maybe a fertility option or you're pursuing um, how much time and emotional energy you're investing and um, i heard someone kind of break it down that there are certain limited resources that you have when dealing with fertility one of them is finances that's a fixed amount that you might have at any specific time one is time Um, because you know you only have childbearing years for so long and you can only try things for so long one is your emotional energy (laughs) Um, how much um, emotionally are we invested in this and then also physically like your body breaking down from whatever treatments so let's let's jump into all of that and Anne brought up I think the one that's the most common that we think about the most is finances Mm. so how as men did you all manage that question of when is enough enough, and how do we be good stewards of our family's finances in this journey?
3: Uh, I know, I know. For me, um, as you're asking that, and I'm thinking, of, thinking about that w- when we were there. Um, I'm just look at, looking at our outline, and I look at limited resources, mm. and and it's easy for me. I feel like to say this now, but it's something I have to remind myself of, and I don't do it all the time. But when you think of Limited, you know, limited resources. I think of well, that's a time where God steps in, (laughs) or or that we're able. Just we have to depend on God Mm -hmm. because yeah. When when is enough enough? There's no way. Like I tried to answer that question. Like like we were just saying, you know, of I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out, you know, and and then God, it's like God would just be knocking on the door, you know, and hey, well, I'm I'm here. You know, if you want, if you ever want to talk to me, mm. you know, because there were definitely times that Will was trying to figure it out.
0: So, what you're saying is that what you thought were your resources might not have been consistent with with what the Lord said
3: was your right. Resources. Which, which is, <laughs> we know that's true, right? Mm. But in in the middle of of the storm, it's 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 harder to remember that and recognize that. You know,
2: mm-hmm. stuff happens so quick. It's like you forget to pray about something. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden one thing hits and two things hit and you know like you think you're gonna have a kid the good old-fashioned way right. and you don't know any different and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like man it's we've been trying like a year what's been going on right and before you realize that you start panicking and then you have yeah. a doctor's visit lined up and the doctor's like oh yeah well see, we see what the problem is and you know next thing you know you're just like oh my gosh and and you well, know, it happens dealing, quick
1: you're dealing with a lot of awkward things too and then very I, much so. even words that like i remember as my doctor was telling me stuff one day i was like i don't know what half of this stuff even means that he's saying right i'm gonna have to go google this <laughs> stuff you know and then trying to talk about it later it's like well will that were you listening were you you know and like he was but like i don't know mm-hmm. i feel it's like overwhelming too yes huh? <laughs> yeah and then yeah there's plenty of awkward things you have to do when
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah so
0: let's go
1: into the process in
0: a man's mind when the doctor comes and says hey we have this procedure and it's going to cost x x x mm-hmm. amount of dollars mm-hmm. and then you're coming home and you're taking this before your spouse and the lord and you're praying over is does god want us to do this how did you detach emotionally Mm -hmm. and make a wise spiritual decision in those moments.
2: I know, I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a ton of ways that you can go. I can just say what, what we did is we were like, okay, here's like a spectrum of options that you have. And on the right is the most expensive and on the left is the least expensive. And you try to figure out percentage wise, like what's, you know, what's the most bang for your buck here? And that's kind of what we did. And we just thought, okay, we're going to start in the lower end and try that a little bit. And we're going to gradually work our way up. And turns out like the only thing that really worked for us is like the most expensive. Like (laughs) If we would have just jumped straight to that, it would have, you know, it would have been a lot less time
1: yeah but you always hope yeah you know for those not so invasive
2: exactly and you also think too like that's being a good a good steward of our money mm -hmm. is like if you just jump to the most expensive most invasive thing that just doesn't seem like a wise decision on on i don't think it's it didn't seem like it was for us i'll say that right well Um, and for
1: y'all circumstance there's other people's circumstances that like basically that is your option you know yeah um and that's what i mean my doctor tried least invasive, least mm-hmm. expensive, as much as he could, and then yeah, finally like, came to the day he was like, "Anne, I feel like I'm wasting your money and time, and like I don't want to do that."
3: Yeah, anymore. as far as that, yeah, I was always super grateful for for our doctor because yeah, he it, I don't know, yeah, as far as the finances go, I feel like made it easier on me on us, you know, because I when it comes to this kind of thing, sometimes I can uh, I'm n- we sure don't have a, a ton of money or anything, but I, it was, I knew how much my wife wanted it. And so <laughs> I'm just like, man, I, I don't know how the money is going to work out, but I don't, I don't want that to be our limiting factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if the
0: Lord
1: calls you to do it,
0: he yeah, will provide you. Yeah. Right, right.
3: And, and so thankfully we, we, we never did have to spend a lot of money, but also, uh,
1: well, a lot we, all at once yeah. altogether. <laughs> it was plenty of money over the years. Right,
3: right, right. Um, But, and then it also just got to the point of that, you know, uh, eventually, I don't know who all's, everybody's listened to all the shows or anything, but I know when we shared our story, you know, it, it just got to the point where, you know, it wasn't money or anything like that, that caused us to stop our treatments, you know, it was, um,
0: so help. I know there's a couple listening right now and the, the woman is elbowing her husband saying, you hear what they said? God's going to provide it. Oh. <laughs> and we just and maybe this couple is already ridiculously in debt and mm-hmm. Has, mm-hmm. has spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on IVF treatment. So I, I know God is in control, but what sort of um, principles might there be that you as a believer need to keep in mind to keep balanced?
2: When making one you guys like the couple you have to be on the same page right. yeah right. you can't have one person who's like let's sell the house and the other <laughs> person's like hold on hold on a minute you know that's um, true and so if there's some people yeah you know i mean some people are willing to do that like mm-hmm. hey look we'll sell our home and we'll buy a trailer and we'll have a family and be happy there you yeah. go. like if both of you are on that same page by all means mm-hmm. um but you know like there are so many options that you can go to i think one is slow down pray about it and if you don't if you honestly if you can be honest with yourself and say i don't feel god giving me any direction mm-hmm. that could be him saying what? pick an option oh, i'll bless yeah. it yeah. whichever one mm-hmm. you, whichever route you guys want to go down i'll bless it that's in at one point in me and Kendra's journey that's really what i felt like he was wow. saying is like I, we've pick got one. all these options i don't know which is the best god please just make the choice for me And he's like mm-hmm. look you have biblical wisdom Mm-hmm. You have. Um, I've. You've I've surrendered been, this to you, me. You've, you've been, sought me. Yeah. <laughs> you've done everything that you can. Pick an option. I will bless it. And so we just. St- picked a direction and started going. that way. And in
0: that, when you say bless it, you don't mean a guarantee from him that it's going to work. No, absolutely not. But that God's presence is going to be with you on that journey. Mm -hmm. And that was something that helped me because um, we used the term wasting money earlier. And it's so easy with fertility treatments to feel like we are just throwing money in a hole and getting nothing back for it. But um, the Lord really revealed to me that like, Every act of obedience, when we prayed and sought Him, and then tried to do something, and it and it was a closed door, was still, if done in obedience to God, it was not a waste, right? No. It, it was an still act of just obedience?
1: surrender. Well, I think yeah.
2: this whole thing brought me and Kendra closer together, mm-hmm. and I think God used this just for that, yeah. And. I think, like, no matter what our first choice was, he's like, yeah, it's not going to work. I'm just going to go into whatever (laughs) the first thing is y'all pick. It's just not going to work because I have a plan to bring you guys closer together. And it's going to take a little bit of pain. Like, Mm -hmm. there's Mm. something called trauma bonding, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's and and I feel like that's what happened is we went through a lot of pain and heartache together. Yeah. But we I knew for I knew like no doubt she's not leaving me or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, we are in this together holding hands crying on each other's shoulder, but we're going to, we're going to come out. And I don't know if on the other end of this, if we're going to have a kid or not, but I know we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it, it strengthened our marriage. So if this is something that is a huge strain on your marriage, maybe you should take a pause and mm-hmm. say, Hey, let's, let's, you know, refocus, refocus, yeah. maybe, you know, a few months, because a lot of times it's like, okay, it's that time of the month again, we got to try it. Or it's this the time of the month again, we got to go again. Yep. And that gets super stressful. So it does. And I know a lot of people, too, when they finally say, hey, you know what? I need a break from this. Let's just take three or four months, six months, whatever, and we're just going to take a break. And, like, as soon as they kind of release that stress, boom, they get pregnant. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've
3: heard that story. <laughs> that's
1: Jane. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely what we did. Um and it, man, as we're just sitting here talking about this, gosh, I can't, my, my heart just goes out to anybody who's listening, who's mm-hmm. walking through it, mm-hmm. man, I, you know, I, I might not be on topic what we're talking about, but man, I, I just, as we're talking about it, I just think back to <laughs> all, all the, going through all these things, you know, um, and, and yeah, I, I know God answered our prayers, um, and we have, yeah, had a little baby Jane, mm. um, which which is so awesome.
1: Right. Well and M G yeah. you know, him being still a part of our household, yeah. you know, in that way too.
3: Yeah. That we still can't that, share a
1: lot about his case, but one day we might be able to. Yeah, and
3: that's right. That's just mm-hmm. God working when we don't even realize it. Right. Um and uh but yeah, I think about that, but then man, I just yeah, man, the couples listening just know we're praying for you and yeah. we love you and mm-hmm. man.
0: So you all mentioned um, feeling the weight of providing and, and leading families in the middle of infertility, um, but how ha, were there times throughout the journey that God revealed to you that He was ultimately the one in control, protecting and, and His role as Father in your life? <laughs> Did you have any like I gotta leave this in His hands moments?
3: Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. I don't, or yeah. any
0: scriptures that you'd give couples to kind of help point them? Yeah, to I don't. That I part.
3: don't know if I could pinpoint one, um, but I, I think I. I think often about because uh, I. I do remember this the one time where I and I think I referenced it when I, in the one, uh, the podcast that we were telling our story. But I mean, I felt like I was in a yelling match with God. Mm. Mm. I mean, man, I'd never talked to him that way, uh, but. Uh, But and that that was probably the most emotional I'd ever gotten. Um, But it was on that was like, I guess that is a moment that I I did feel release um, because I probably never felt so much like God was holding me. Mm, Yeah, Uh, you know that at at that time, uh, yeah, when it was. And I I don't even I wish I could remember when that was in our journey. I guess, Uh, but I, I certainly remember being at home that day and man, just having that, that conversation.
0: How about you, Eric?
2: I had a, uh, just a moment like on my way to work. Uh, I've got like an hour commute. So a lot of my mornings are spent kind of in my quiet time. And, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was that happened. I just remember it was this moment where me and me and God just had this kind of a come to Jesus moment where he is just like, Hey, look, I got you. I know you're, Mm -hmm. I know you're extremely stressed out about this. Um, but just remember who I am. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where his presence just kind of rested in the car with me on my way to work. And I was just like, you're right. Like I, if I'm going to trust in you, then yeah.
0: That is awesome. Mm. Well, we want to conclude mm. by having both of you all pray over the couples that are listening, specifically want to be dads mm. um, that are listening. So, um, Will, would you start off leading us?
3: Sure, uh, dear Lord, uh, we come to you right now, and man, I just lift up uh, the the men and women, but yeah, especially my my brothers in Christ right now um, who are who are going through this journey and who are trying. To be the man and the provider and protector for his family and for his wife, God, I just call on Your name to just give him strength, Lord, uh, because I know there's probably times that he doesn't even feel like calling on Your name, and so, Lord, I want to I want to do that for him, um, and and so we just lift them up to You, and uh, Lord, we just pray uh, that You just receive the glory um, for for each and every a uh, story and journey that's out there um for for all the couples that that are uh li- living this right now um lord we thank you that you do always take care of us and uh that you do love us
0: amen and eric
2: um god we come to you and we just thank you so much for who you are and and uh that no matter what happens you are on your throne mm-hmm. and you um all things work for your good lord we thank you and I just, I lift up dads today. Uh, I know that there are some out there who, they just want to fix this situation, and there's they feel like they're powerless. So I pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom in what decisions to make. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to see uh, their wives and help them, Lord, to um, help them to just see what it is that they can do for their wife to just so that they even feel that they're making a difference. Uh, help them, Lord, I pray, Lord, to just give them wisdom in how to treat their wives, how to pray for their wives, uh, how to uh, just be good, good to hats, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for
1: being on this fun.
0: Yes, and thank you all to listening, to, for listening to Hannah's Heart, and to all you future fathers. Happy father.